Hello and welcome to Dancers, the only YouTube show with the same video quality as most UFO sighting footage. My name is Dan Donahue. If you have any questions for the show, please comment them below. I've been having a lot of fun answering them. Uh, some of them are very good and insightful and some of them are so crazy they make me feel a lot better about my current mental state. I have been having a great morning. You ever have one of those mornings where you wake up early enough where you can get some food and you're walking around. No one's tried to attack you yet on the street. No one's tried karate chopping your neck for a cigarette. And you get the breakfast burrito and you go, you know what? Maybe my character flaws aren't that big of a deal because I got a full stomach and the sun's just coming up. And maybe it's okay that I have had trouble feeling since I was four years old. Anyway, I'm having that kind of a morning. Uh, that reminds me of the karate chop to the neck thing, which doesn't happen often, but it reminds me of this story where I was walking down the street, Ventura Boulevard. I, it was one of the first dates I had with my girlfriend. So when you're on a first few date sort of thing, you really want to show out for them. You really, you don't, you don't lie, right? Unless you're a sociopath, but that's fine too. But you're just trying to show them this is what the best version of myself could look like. This is what I could be like if you fixed me. You know what I mean? So we're walking down Ventura and it's nighttime. We're waiting for a reservation at a restaurant. And there's this pack of Eastern European men, which you see sometimes in Los Angeles, Eastern European men traveling in packs. And when I see one, I always go, I don't think I have friends. Because these men are friends with each other. A group of Eastern European men is one of the closest-knit group of people, like, rivaling SEAL Team 6. That's how close-knit they are. So these Eastern European men are walking down. They're in front of us, and we're going the same direction. And there's a, a guy sleeping on the sidewalk, right? So when you see someone sleeping on the sidewalk, there's a big unspoken rule where you just don't fuck with them because they're not fucking with anyone and they need the sleep right so i'm walking with her they walk past the two big guys in the group just walk past don't bother the guy right because they're big and they're probably secure and then this little guy in the group turns around to the sleeping guy and like gets right in his face and is like looking at him in this really like uncomfortable way where i was like is he gonna start a fight so i'm thinking i gotta do like you gotta you know, that's so rude. And when someone does something rude like that, you have to say something. So I just go, hey, keep going, fuck off. And I do this because I, I don't think the guy spoke English. So I like do that. And he looks at me and he does this and he keeps walking. Perfect outcome in that situation. No words are exchanged. His two friends didn't get involved, which is what I was really worried about. I don't want to get you know, my head caved in by a guy named Sven, although that would be a hero's death and lead me to get into Valhalla. But they keep walking. But in my head, this is how, how fucked up, like, the masculine or the, like, toxic masculine part of my brain is, is I go, I didn't do enough there, and she's gonna think I'm a bitch because I didn't try kicking that guy's ass. That, that's how the situation went as good as it could. It was perfect. But still in my brain, I was like, 
she's she's gonna she's gonna leave me for a guy with a motorcycle. That's what I was. So as we're walking down Ventura, I go like, oh, like man, that was that was weird. And she was like, oh yeah, really weird. And we sit down at the restaurant, and in my head, I keep thinking she didn't think I did enough. She didn't think I did enough. So I I turn to her and I go, man. I feel bad. And she was like, why? And I go, I should have kicked that guy's ass. Not a thing I do. Never kicked a guy's ass on the street. Not, I don't, you guys don't know me. It's not my MO, okay? And she goes, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I wish, man, I could have just, could have just popped him a couple times, let him know what's up. She goes, oh, because I thought you handled that situation perfectly. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. I mean, if you'd kicked that guy's ass, that would have been weird. I would have been really uncomfortable. So now I am sitting in my own lie. I'm sitting there realizing she actually liked me for me. And I messed it up by trying to act more macho than I actually was. So I can't go like, oh, I actually agree. I was lying there. So I had to pretend to have a moment of clarity and be like, whoa, yeah, I never th thought of it that way. It was so embarrassing. And it really taught the lesson, like, don't try to act tougher than you are because a lot of people feel like you're tough enough. And it's mostly just in your own head. And that leads us into our questions, which I'm actually really excited about. We have two questions and both of them are really interesting. The first one is 24 years old, 6'3", 180, hella skinny. So let's just start here with this question. You're the hottest guy in the world. If those that's your stat line, I don't know what you look like, but just based off of those stats, you don't need to you don't need to be asking me questions. You're doing wonderful. I'm just kidding. Obviously, people can have attributes that seem incredibly attractive and still be a little bit insecure and that's fine i i'm numero uno with that brother uh what's the best way to start making body goals for the gym when did you start seeing results what was the point when you realized yeah i know i'm doing this right hashtag gains 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 well the first step is to start using hashtag gains 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 that's the beginning step in any fitness journey Answering your questions of what's the best way to start making body goals, I would say really make sure your body goals aren't someone else's body goals. I think everyone has the right to go into the gym and make their body look the way that they want it to look. But make sure it's the way that you want it to look and not the way that other people think you want it to look. Like, I, when I was younger, thought having like 0% body fat and like fucking like crazy abs was number one. But I realized I only thought that because that's what I saw in movies and TV. So I would kill myself in the gym and then much worse, I would kill myself eating after. I would just, I would work out super, super hard and then finish a workout eating like lettuce and look at myself and go, this doesn't feel right. This isn't the right, when you like crush it and then you're presented afterwards with a bag of lettuce, you go, I don't think th these two things match up very well. And it took me a long time to realize if I actually work out 
not for aesthetics. This is just me. Not for aesthetics, but to try to feel good. Like after a lift, I want to feel strong and good. And then I want to eat like a good meal. Nothing unhealthy, but like carbs and protein and like a, you know, fat after that. I realized I was much happier with the way I looked too, because I wasn't trying to pigeonhole myself into this like 0% body fat sort of, you know, container. I was just trying to have a good, healthy body. And that's what I feel I have now. And I'll fluctuate like bit by bit. But the thing is, no one notices like little fluctuations that people have that they get super self-conscious about. In my perspective, no one, no one cares. No one notices. You're doing great. So I would say when you're making body goals, some people will fall into like making a body goal such as I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle or I want to look XYZ. Like you're 6'3", you're pretty tall. 180 is about what I weigh. So like I would assume you might look a little bit skinny. So you probably want to bulk up a little bit. But if you just start lifting in a way that feels good to you and you eat, you're going to get bigger. So I would say, honestly, don't pigeonhole yourself into this like extremely rigid thing because you should enjoy working out. Um, great question. Also, I again, just to reiterate, 6'3", 180, hella skinny, body, salute, brother. You got that Machine Gun Kelly build. Keep that up. Okay, second question. So this is a long question. And it is a very emotional question. I'm going to read the whole thing. And if you guys are bored by that, don't listen to the podcast because this is really interesting to me. Um, so this is from a guy who said he couldn't find the email and he DM'd this to me. So I'm going to keep him, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say his name. So it says, if my dad or Grammy or friends die, I'm a stoic rock. I have a sort of dignity that belies my age and wisdom. I won't show emotion. I am the beach that others' waves of emotion can crash against. I still gotta work. If my dog or cat is sick or passes, I am a wreck. But I grieve in a healthy emotional way. I'll cry, I'll take sick days, I'll lean on my friends that will support me. If I have to grieve a relationship, though, I go on four-day benders, uh, I no-show at my job, I fight the cops, sick. And I end up in a different city spending my rent money on crypto coins that sound like her favorite meme. This is, you need to be a writer. Whoever wrote this, that's awesome. Not the emotional, obviously we're going to get into this, but the way that you paint a picture is wonderful. Men grieve in weird ways. I'm almost 40 and I grew up on the hinge of toxic masculinity being a good thing versus a bad thing. So it's interesting to see it shift. Incredible question. I'll say this about toxic masculinity, which it is sort of a loaded term and people don't like using it. I love it because I think it is a good term to differentiate between masculinity and the toxic parts of it, right? Like the way men treat toxic masculinity is the way a lot of people treat student loan debt where they go, well, I had to suffer through this. So I don't want you to get out of it. You also have to suffer through this. So to have the perspective that you have, which is toxic masculinity is something that I had to deal with. And it's nice to see other people be able to break free from it. Like when a 
pet dies, you're able to sort of feel this pure emotion to them because you know you're not being judged by your pet. But when it's a person, you feel that judgment on them because that's all, it's really funny, like those those quote-unquote like toxic masculine traits are all pressure. That's what it all comes down to is a pressure that you feel, right? So when your girlfriend breaks up with you so you go to cedar rapids and drink for four days and you buy uh something called you know stacy coin the reason why you're doing that is in your head you have this weight and this judgment where you shouldn't feel so you try to like tamper all those emotions because those people are in your head that are close to you but when it's an animal you don't have to feel that because that animal never put pressure on you right? That animal net was never like, you have to be a man about this. Your animal just said, give me a stick. And that's, that's nice. And I wish people would just ask me for a stick and leave me alone. So I think what you should maybe think about is like, know that people can give you that same sort of love and emotion. You can feel that same way about people. Like, I mean, everybody's flawed in the same ways. And if you don't put that pressure on yourself of like, I need to keep this together or I need to not feel anything, I think the more healthy and the more immediate your response to that will be. I will also say when it comes to going on a four-day bender, no showing at your job, fighting the cops, ending up in a different city and spending your rent money on crypto coin, write something about that. Because that is incredibly interesting. And if you put that in some sort of a, a palatable form, I would love to read it. Because I think that there is sort of a beauty into losing control like that if you put it out there. And I think it can be kind of cathartic. Uh, so I'll read your memoirs, uh, you beautiful, probably jacked man. Thank you for that. That is Dancers for the Week. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, please subscribe and please leave a question. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's not bad, Dan, at social media all across the world. That's the worst plug I've ever given, but I'm leaving it in. Thank you, everybody.